welcome back, everyone. This is Jim Poole with the Fellowship Bible Church Global Missions Podcast. And today, uh, joining us from India, southern India, we have Augustine. And he is part of the, the trio, the leadership um, group there with um, himself and his uh, Saji and then Hansen. So uh, thanks for being with us today, Augustine. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm glad to be why don't here. You, uh, why don't you first start off by just telling us a little, little bit about um, your family, uh, about your, your kids and um, your wife and how long you guys have been married and tell us, tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, well, as you said, my name is Augustine Arungam. Um, I'm a first generation Christian in my family. I came to know the Lord when I was uh, 14 years old. Uh, then um, after my uh, no, college, uh, no, I came, no, I was involved in a lot of ministries. Then God led me into a youth ministry known as India Campus Crusade for Christ. And I have uh, no, served the Lord uh, with Campus Crusade for almost 10 years. Um, at the time only I came to know about uh, ABC and the ministry uh, through Uncle Tim. And then God really spoke in, uh, into my heart uh, towards church ministry. Then I joined uh, Pastor Saji in uh, Sioux Bible Church in 2007. So last 14 years we are together. Um, I'm married. My wife is uh, Vertinam. She is also first generation Christian in her uh, family. So uh, we are married for uh, 19 years now. We have three daughters. Uh, first one is uh, 17 years old. She's going to be 18 uh, by the end of uh, September. Uh, she, is, uh, she has finished her uh, 12th grade, waiting for college admission. The second one is, uh, her name is Abhishika Graceland. The second one is Anushika Graceland. She has uh, finished her 7th grade and she's, uh, sorry, 9th grade. She's in 9th grade and uh, she's 14 years old. Third one is uh, Alvina Graceland. She is in uh, 12th grade. So God blessed us with uh, three daughters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are together uh, by God's grace. Um, so uh, yeah. my family members are uh, yet to be saved uh, along with my wife's family. And uh, we are praying and uh, expecting God to work in their hearts. We keep sharing the gospel and praying for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> what was um, being that you and Rathenam are first generation Christians uh, praying for your families to be saved, like you just mentioned? What was their um, response, um, you know, when when you got saved and and when Rathenam got saved? What was what was the response of y'all's families? Well, I was in a hostel, so Christian hostel. Um, I did not have much connection with my family at the time. Since I was in the hostel, they did not know that I was attending, you know, prayer meetings. I got converted and all, because in our culture, only when a person um, get baptized. He considered to be a Christian. So they thought, okay, anyhow, he's, uh, he's interested in Jesus. Okay, after his marriage, everything will be all right. But uh, when they came to know that I got converted, they was really upset. But they were not uh, compelling me. They were, uh, no, they were neither against me nor uh, accepting uh, my belief. Okay. Uh, since I, I was the last person in my family, I'm the sixth one in my family. So I had, uh, I know I have two brothers and three, three uh, sisters. So I'm the last one. 
so they did not uh, make any kind of uh, pressure upon me uh, and also my maternal uncle got converted okay uh, so his son only is there in new jersey by the way so okay so they did not have any kind of uh, no pressure on me and they did not do anything against me by the way mm-hmm. uh, but they they were a little upset uh, because you uh, know i was uh, not following their uh, religious thing mm-hmm. uh, then they understood you know because the way god leads me and uh, god has made me a real blessing to them many times you know they come to me for counseling though i was a last person so they understood you know from because of my value and uh, because of what i believe what you know i'm what i am so mm-hmm. they are really uh, excited about it even now if they have any issues or problem they used to call me and uh, ask me to pray so yeah. that way uh, they will come to the church they have no problem with that they have only problem to accept christ as the only way mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. only problem with my family and uh, yeah. with uh, ratnam ratnam uh, after her conversion she got a lot of uh, real uh, see the their family also thought in the early times okay she will be all right after her marriage but when they came to know that she she was in love with me and she is going to be married and uh, i am i was also converted christians they got really mad at her and they made her to you know, throw the bible and uh, they took oh. her to lot of witchcraft and lot of things they bet wow. her and she had gone through a really uh, tough time Mm. but she was so strong in her faith and uh, god was so miraculously god led us and our uh, wedding itself was a real what do you say thrilling story as such so <laughs> yeah uh, then they did not uh, talk with my wife uh, maybe <clears throat> 13 years almost 13 years of our marriage then mm. uh, now last 6 years only they are very close to us by the way so now they love us very much and uh, they know Uh, how we live because they have seen a lot of families you no know, hindu families and the relative families and they see great difference in the way we live so they are uh, so happy about us um, we are praying for them and uh, mm-hmm. now they are, they are really going through a tough time actually uh, because her uh, you know, uh, second elder mm-hmm. brother is uh, admitted in the hospital due to covid so they are in a real uh, tough okay. situation and we are praying and we are encouraging them and they keep on saying to us please pray and yeah. uh, i request you know all of you who are caring also can pray for them yeah. sure so that yes, yeah. maybe god will use this sickness to you know show them their their need for him and yeah. um can work That's in their hearts and open up their hearts and and their minds and their faith to to receive receive him yeah Sure. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that. Yeah. So you're one of the um you know, one of the pastors, one of the church leaders there at Hosor. Like I said when we started, you know, the the three key guys are you, Saji, Hansen, um who's been in Namakal for a little while but now he's back there in Hosor. Um so share with us a little bit about your ministry background um before coming to the church there. Uh, I know you were involved in ministry prior to uh, the work in Hosor. So share with us a little bit about your background and then how, you know, how and why you ended up, you know, where you are at the church. Well, um, uh, as soon as I got converted, I had a real opportunities to involve a lot of ministries because I was in a Christian hostel 
there was an Anglican church where I took baptism, uh, immersed baptism that time uh, when I was in 11th grade. From there onwards, they used to take us to you know, village ministry, and, uh, student ministry, children ministry, and all those ministries. Mm-hmm. So I love to be uh, you know, involved in all those ministries. But I was you know, thinking that you know, since I was the only graduate, I'm the only graduate in my family uh, because all of them, um, uh, 12th grade or below the below 12th, 12th grade, all of my family members, uh, my brothers and sisters. So I thought, you know, okay, I will uh, study, then I'll go to a job and uh, I will take care of my family. That's what I was thinking. But when I was in my college, God really, you know, uh, spoke my hearts regarding uh, the young people. The condition of young people really made me to try and I really felt that God is calling me for the full-time ministry with young people. So that time I came to know, though I was involved with a lot of ministries, I was not very much aware of the ministry of Campus Crusade, but I was okay. about a conference. Uh, it is known as a mission, mission conference where they, you know, challenge people for full-time ministry since God was already worked in my heart, I was, you know, and I committed my life to the full-time ministry. I was there in Chennai, and at the time only I came to ACA to study my you know, theological education. I did my two years of it. Uh, at the time only I came to know Tim Uncle. That time he visited Pursuit Bible Church. I was translating to him. That time I was going through really uh, hard times because I was uh, really involved with the Pentecostal movement. I spoke in tongues and I was uh, you know, into a lot of, uh, I used to go only to the Pentecostal church. Even in Osur, I attended a lot of Pentecostal churches. But my heart was uh, longing to have a real relationship or uh, real truth because I, I could see some kind of emptiness and I was really struggling in my personal life and uh, though I was in ministry. Then second year, uh, I thought, okay, I will attend uh, this church also. So I attended that church, uh, Pastor, Pastor Sajid, then I was helping him. That time, Uncle Tim came, and when I translated, I was translating uh, by God's grace at the time. So I, when I was translating for the first time itself, I understood something is different from what I have been hearing and teaching. And mm-hmm. then I started to ask a lot of questions to Uncle Tim, and God really created a hungry heart in me, and I was mm-hmm. asking, keep on asking questions. I was with him for, uh, for five days. He was there uh, for giving... Uh, Isaac Memorial Lectures in ACA. So uh, I was helping him and I was with him all the time. So uh, that was a great uh, time of fellowship. Then after uh, finishing also, then I went back to Campus Crusade. I was uh, keep on uh, having a email con- uh, no contact with him. So he used to uh, advise and uh, give counseling in a lot of areas. Then uh, I understand now how uh, humanly you know, I was into ministry you know i was not really understood the message of grace then god really spoke to me then i had a real burden towards church ministry because i really understood in the church context only i can uh, really equip people the way god wants me to do then i commit my life uh, uh, then i just uh, i moved to uh, uh, Osur. Mm-hmm. that time Saji and hansen was there already here so i joined with them so Uncle Tim was asking, do you have any heart to go anywhere to do ministry? Then I said, no, I had no um, pastoral experience. So I love to be with these two. Then we started uh, joining together and work together. And we understood that this is God's plan that you know, we will work together. And uh, we really could make a real impact. 
So yeah. last 15 years, we are together. <laughs> we just enjoy our fellowship and we learn together and uh, really equip people together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you said that you three of you, you have been there together the last 14 years. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I, you and I have talked about it um, and others as well with you and Saji and Hanson that, you know, many people through the years have challenged you guys, like why, you know, why are there three people there at one location? You know, because many times, you know, like the thinking would be one pastor can run one church. And yeah. so why do we have, you know, these, these three gifted guys and hosts or at one church? Um, why don't you guys divide and conquer, you know, so to speak, and make yourselves, and many people's thinking, make yourselves more valuable by, by going to three different locations instead of the three of y'all, you know, being in the same location. Uh, talk about that a little bit. The moment I decided to be with them, the first thing everybody has said is it would be good for all three of you to be in different locations so that you will have a greater ministry, you will have three churches. Uh, why don't you put yourselves together in a one simple or small church? Because when I came here, uh, we had only 40 people attending our church. Mm -hmm. Now we have around uh, 150 to 180, you know, together, including children. At that time many? we had only around, what is that? How many? How many? Uh, 40. Only 40 were there. 40, uh, 4 zero. Uh, members were there at that time, all together. And, and now so, how many? Now 180, including children and uh, all together. Okay. So that time they thought you know, it will be, you know, it's a, it's a waste of uh, people, three gifted people in the yeah. same place. Even uh, our president in AC also said the same thing. With, uh, you know, I think Uncle Timan also, I think Scott also, he had that. Uh, there are two reasons I think they say this way. One thing is that they always uh, think ministry success is numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, having more churches, more people, that's a concept is there, one thing. Another thing is they, they don't want to get into trouble. Because in Indian context, if two pastors together, there will be always fight. Always, mm -hmm. uh, no, there, there will be all kind of... Uh, relational issues. Mm -hmm. So a lot of organizations and the churches, they have a real headache. I, I, I know a lot of uh, pastors, they will be very good pastors as long as they are one. Mm -hmm. If you put another person into them, that's all. Everything will be MS. <laughs> so that may be another reason why they really don't want uh, Osul Bible Church to have a problem. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that, that is the main reason. But uh, after a few years of us working together, um, it, it, it really made a real model. Actually, ACA Mission Board decided that we will not uh, let any uh, church, uh, you know, churches where they have a church planning ministry will have one pastor anymore because mm -hmm. they could see the impact that we could make in our church and also in our community among ourselves. So they have decided, uh, Benjamin George, who is in charge for the mission uh, department in ACA, he uh, announced publicly saying that Hosu uh, Bible Church really uh, made a model. So we wanted to follow this model. Nowhere we will have one, uh, one pastor uh, church. We'll mm -hmm. have at least minimum two of them. Yeah. So the, yeah. that is the real thing. Another thing is that we, no, we are together only because of the message. We know that. Because yeah. of the message uh, which we believe. Anybody uh, asks, 
how could you be together for these many years? Our uh, president used to tell us, I, I, I'm very much sure you guys do not have any fight. Otherwise, I would know because I'm very dear to you. <laughs> so, that is the real testimony and we really praise God. We always yeah. tell them, this is because of what we believe. We believe that it's all because of God's grace. We are what we are. God wants us to be together. We compliment each other. Um, we learn from one another. We know that no, we cannot uh, do ministry effectively without the help of others. Yeah. So, um, that's that, awesome. that, that, that really, uh, that, uh, really encourages. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So, um, so what is your, uh, what is your role um, there at, at Hosor? Um, um, yeah. What's your role there? I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Saji has a role and um, you've got a role and Hanson's got a role. So, what, so if you would say, you know, this is my specific role out of the three of us. Uh, what, what's your, what is your role? Uh, well, again, in our culture, not uh, one, uh, no, one person will be doing one thing and they will not involve in other things. Uh, we are expected to do everything, but uh, at okay. one point we understood. Naturally, we are gifted in different areas. Sure. So we have decided, though we are involved in everything, for example, um, uh, church finance or church uh, no, uh, uh, management, no, managing things, uh, uh, discipleship and everything we are together doing. Mm -hmm. But uh, we realize that we are excelling in something and which is very, very, very much specific for us. So we have decided to let that person to do it uh, okay. with full uh, responsibility. Okay. So we don't call, okay, this, this person is this pastor or uh, maybe specific pastoral responsibility. We never announce that way. That means mm -hmm. um, uh, no, believers can approach anybody at any time for anything. So that's the way it, we function. Uh, but we know that no, we are, we, three of us are, are gifted in three different uh, areas. Right. So we really encourage each other to excel in that. So I'm really passionate about discipling people. Okay. Uh, that was one of the reasons I was really excited about uh, Campus Crusade Ministry because they emphasize much on that. Mm -hmm. And also, um, I strongly believe that God has you know, gifted me with the uh, gift of teaching. So, um, and also I prepare lessons and uh, those things I'm very much excited about. So my responsibility is to disciple people. I meet with people in groups, in persons, uh, um, usually, I conduct uh, you know, lead, learning leaders groups, um, though Pastor Saji and uh, Hanson also helping us with us, but uh, mainly uh, preparing lessons and uh, giving an idea, okay, what should be taught, all these things I do, uh, mainly. Um, Pastor Saji may be taking care of all the you know, uh, other uh, you know, helping social things and other things. Pastor Manova is very much interested uh, towards families. So okay. he's a very good counselor uh, family. So we always used to say, you know, pastor is a you know, real pastor of uh, help. And uh, he, he has a real uh, gift of helping people. And uh, mm -hmm. he will be there if anybody needs anything. And uh, you know, maybe I'm a pastor of uh, you know, teaching and uh, discipling. And uh, Manawa is a pastor of uh, maybe family life, whatever we call it. Yeah. So yeah. we don't we don't brand that way, but that's the way we function. Right. Yeah, and, and just for our listeners, um, I noticed you called Hanson by his last name. 
So when you say Pastor um, Minova, you're saying you're referring to Hanson, is that right? What is that? What you 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 called Hanson by his last name when you called him Pastor, right? Yeah, we we uh, call each other Pastor only. I know. Okay. Yeah, uh, most of the church members call pastors pastor. Some of them used to call me by name. Some of them call me Anna, uncle, different names. Yeah, you have to yeah. hear them speak like that. Okay. But mainly pastor is known as a pastor, actually. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, you're, if you're, your passion is um, discipleship and teaching, and so what does, um, you know, we know here in the States, what discipleship looks like um, in various settings. You know, we, we get together and we, we study with people, um, you know, maybe in the mornings before people go to work, um, maybe over lunch or we gather, you know, three or four people together for a small group discipleship. Um, when, you know, so what, is, what does discipleship look like in India? You know, in your, in your culture, and in your context, um, what does it look like for you to be involved in that? Uh, in our culture, it is uh, impossible to meet people in the morning because it's totally, uh, you know, it is totally impossible because um, mornings will be very busy. Okay. And also, we people are working together, even in the families. Okay. So you cannot separate one person for a discipleship or something like that because he'll be part of the family and he'll be doing everything together. So we cannot okay. say, okay, now your wife will take care of this. Why don't you come? We cannot make that kind of thing. Oh, okay. uh, uh, so they will be busy, uh, especially in the morning, getting ready to the office or uh, going to the school or other works. So uh, our time will be uh, after five, after their work is over. Mainly, okay. maybe, uh, most probably we'll meet to seven o'clock. That's a uh, you know, normal time. Okay. Until unless somebody wants us to meet uh, late night. Sometimes some people will uh, prefer that also. So I usually have my Bible studies and other things uh, seven o'clock. Um, sometimes if the family is available, maybe at six I used to go. It's all depends on that time, but uh, only after six. Okay. May not in the uh, mornings. It's not possible. Okay. So then, so then <clears throat> are you saying that... Um, if you reach out to disciple someone that the you wouldn't necessarily just disciple that person but you would disciple the family is that, that is that culturally what you're saying yes wow so, sometimes sometime you need to meet with them also they love to uh, but what i'm saying you cannot uh, ask them okay that person if uh, some work is there you cannot uh, ask one person to come so okay. they also want to do it together so we cannot expect them, okay, that's uh, your wife's work or your uh, no, uh, so husband's wife work. Why don't you join in a meeting? You cannot ask that way. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that would, I think that would sound like it could, it could have a real benefit because, um, because it keeps the family together. True. And then yeah. when you're spending time with, you know, say, you know, say you reach out to the husband to, yeah spend time to disciple or teach, then not only are you going to be able to spend time with the husband, that, but then you're also going to be able to spend time with the wife. You're also going to be able to spend time with the kids. So basically you're, you're discipling uh, the family 
uh, man, that sounds like just a, a wonderful opportunity to be involved in families' lives. Um, here, it's very different. You know, when you reach out to say the husband or, you know, a lady reaches out to the wife, um, the husband and the wife, they don't have any problem just agreeing to, you know, go meet with somebody or be discipled uh, by themselves. Uh, but I think culturally, you guys um, have a real benefit by only seeing it uh, being done in the context of the family being together. That's why wow, that that's great. I think um, yeah. we can learn we can learn something from that. <laughs> Another reason is that it is uh, no, it, it will not be possible always to take my wife along with me to go and disciple uh, a family. So it will be uh, good for me uh, if the, if they are together instead of meeting in one person. Sure. Since I will be going most of the time alone. So I want them to be together. So yeah. Be nice. Yeah. So when, when you when you disciple people, um, share with us a little bit about what would be, you know, what would be, uh, the, you know, the content of your discipleship, what would be the, the material that you would take people through? Is there is there any progression or um, like, what do you what, what do you teach? What do you communicate? Well, wherever I start any discipleship uh, meet with people, I always start with creation to Christ, um, okay. which which made a real um, uh, impact in me because uh, most of them have no idea how to teach people. Uh, because uh, now I was involved with the teaching ministry even before coming to Osur for uh, ten years uh, with uh, students uh, in colleges. So uh, in uh, campus schools also they have very good materials. To teach people, they have a manual known as basic, intermediate, advanced, and the Christian life series. A lot of uh, you know, materials they have in campus music. So I have used all those materials. But the one thing was lacking, I could uh, see that was God Himself, because the focus is not usually God. But when I uh, got introduced to creation to Christ, that was uh, really different because the focus is on God. And also, people will. Uh, you know, get real understanding of the chronological way of understanding the truth. And they are uh, able to connect uh, into their personal life because they are knowing God. Mm -hmm. um, when I was with Campus Crusade, I love to have uh, you know, Q&A uh, you know, sessions. I will ask uh, mm -hmm. students to ask questions if they have any. Uh, many times I used to wonder because sometimes a uh, student will ask a question. It will look like maybe 11th grade question. So when I answer it, the next question will be maybe like a second grade question. So mm -hmm. I used to wonder, uh, what's the real pro uh, problem with these guys? Because I understood that wherever they go, whether they're church or uh, conference and uh, meetings, they hear here and there. So they do not get anything uh, in a complete picture. So when mm -hmm. I got introduced to Creation of the Christ, I, I, I really excited about the way this being uh, you know, portrayed. Yeah. So I started using it. Uh, one thing I have made a difference is that here uh, people are not used to listen to books. I can't simply read and uh, you know, ask them to uh, listen to me. That's not a real, people are not used to it. Even book reading is not, uh, um, even most of the pastors don't uh, read books. So it, it is very difficult. So one of the things that we, I did is that uh, you know, we made a, what is it? 
outline outline okay. of the whole uh, book uh, not only creation of christ but also position christ and all the books that are translated in uh, bc uh, material that we have translated i made it into you know uh, outline format okay i also made underline of uh, very important words uh, or um, concept that we wanted to emphasize in some places because one time when we were uh, no training or teaching somebody one of the few pastors i asked them you read this lesson i think uh, that lesson about noah mm-hmm. i asked them you read this lesson and you teach uh, next week i would like to see what you really understood from the lesson yeah he read yeah. it then he started something and he kept on talking about how noah was great and uh, wonderful and you uh, know righteous all those mm-hmm. things he was uh, keep on talking then i really understood he did not get anything from the book mm. though he read it uh, i don't know whether he read it or not but he did not get anything then mm. i decided that i will make an outline so that he will say what uh, the book really want to say no okay. what, uh, the truth has to say so i made an underline so that he has to say what has to be filled up mm-hmm. so he cannot miss the point yeah so that's how we made uh, no, i i made around up to efficiency yeah i'm working on first corinthians so I finished uh, with all these books outlines in both yeah. in english and tamil so i made a spiral copy of those notes and we just give it to people so mm-hmm. we sit together they will have a student notes where it, the underline will be empty i'll be using mine so they can just fill it in uh, so that they will also participate in like yeah yeah oh yeah. huh, that's that's great augustine um <clears throat> How do you see, like over the past, you know, you've been there 14 years, um, and then, and then, you know, very recently, in terms of COVID, um, you know, how do you see people growing in their faith? Um, you know, how did, you know, how did, um, I'm sure, I'm sure it varies, but if you can just kind of give give us a kind of an overview. of kind of the state of the faith of the church um and then how did they you know when covid came and there were lockdowns and you couldn't meet and people were losing their jobs and or couldn't work and you know how overall like give us a little snapshot a little glimpse of you know how did people respond to all that how are they grown in their faith and how you know what was their faith like through this you know the trial of covid um well uh, before uh, you know talking about the covid situation even before that i could yeah. see a lot of uh, changes in the lives uh, especially the family life of uh, many of the families um we had a real you know dramatic change in the lives because we never talked about how husband should be and wife should be all the you know points in which they have to follow not to keep unity we always talked about god and uh, how god united them how god is good in the lives how god is faithful so the the more they learned about god they could see their uh, no relationship got uh, very strong uh, even uh, you know today itself my wife uh, you know posted a prayer request uh, in our group uh, asking people to pray for my uh, no uh, brother in law almost uh, 20 of them called one after another asking mm. how he is doing Mm. so um, that's really encouraging it yeah. won't happen in many of the churches yeah uh, people don't even uh, respond to it 
because most of them even do not know who is he and uh, other things mm -hmm. so that uh, that is a real encouragement few uh, few family members are attending our church only because they could see the love of uh, you know, church members when they are in need in the, when they are uh, hospitalized so this is one thing even it happens even in the time of covid somebody is really uh, have a problem or uh, symptoms people keep on calling them and asking them pray for them we don't uh, know keep saying okay call them and, uh, and other things but they keep on saying and uh, when they testify itself we know uh, that, that time only we came to know oh, okay these many people are uh, know keep in touch with them and some of them cook some food and uh, deliver them at the uh, know, doorsteps and uh, um, uh, so uh, this love and uh, relationship uh, i think that is one of the real change that we could see in our culture especially in the mm. indian church culture mm. okay so mm. we could see that love and uh, care for each other mm. um, and also family relationships um, mm. one of the things we enjoy is the relationship with each other uh, our yeah. families that uh, we could see that reflection on every family mm. some of the families had gone through real tough times but even mm -hmm. the times they were praising god and uh, sometimes we used to um, we used to wonder whether we can comfort them or not but we mm -hmm. could see that you no know, they could comfort themselves in the lord and uh, when they shared it you know we are so amazed and, uh, recently one of our you know village man who used to come to our church only one and a half years he used to come to church i think uh, yeah two years uh, maximum so he passed away due to covid um yeah. no one could come for the funeral even only me and mm -hmm. my pa uh, pastor and a few of our church members could uh, just uh, see there from afar and uh, most yeah. of them could not uh, see them but uh, almost all of them called them and talked with them we had a prayer meeting uh, via you know, google meet and uh, her uh, you know his elder daughter maybe yeah maybe 18 years old she was telling testifying that you know god is so faithful and uh, um, we trust god that he will lead us mm. that was really exciting that was really you know yeah. um, we are so thrilled that um, the way god uh, uh, helped them to grow in faith and we have yeah. an uncle and uh, he is going through a real tough time uh, due to uh, cancer Mm. Uh, but he never expressed anything no he never cried and we all he always encouraged people um sometimes he record uh, some uh, devotions and he post in our groups he is encouraging others <laughs> that's really mm -hmm. uh, you know encouraging and yeah we really you uh, know was you know encouraged because the way he understand god the way he knows god i think uh, that that is a real joy that we have as pastors seeing yeah, our people yeah. growing the lord and growing love for each other and uh, facing the situations with hope and yeah. trust in him and uh, yeah yeah that's that's very encouraging um you know as pastors and you know even here in the states you know at, at fbc um you know when we see people you know growing in the lord and and responding to to difficulties and challenges and hard circumstances when we when we receive when we see them responding to those challenges um, from the perspective of, of of god the greatness of who he is and faith in him that's um that's really 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 encouraging 
not only for you guys there as, you know, as the pastors and hosts or, you know, but the same thing for us here, um, in, you know, in Winchester and, and um, all pastors. I mean, that's just a, that's just really encouraging when, when we see God doing that work um, in, in people's lives. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, Augustine. And hear a little bit of, about you and your background and your your role in the church and your passion there then then the host or bible church and how god's using you and a little bit a little bit about the church um are there, how can we pray for you uh, for your family um what are some things that we can pray for uh for you well, uh, pray that God will uh, continue to um, strengthen uh, our church together, especially in the time of uh, COVID. We could not meet each other in person for uh, almost two months now. And mm -hmm. uh, we are uh, praying that God will bring us uh, back together again. And uh, pray that God, I know God will continue to uh, encourage us and uh, mm -hmm. keep us in faith and uh, loving one another. Especially so let's talk about leaders. that. Let's talk about that for just a minute. So COVID, um, you guys were, a, you, you, you didn't meet for a while and then you were able to meet again and now you're not able to meet again. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right now you're not, you're not, you're in a kind of- Yeah, we're not meeting uh, now. Um, we yeah. are almost at the end of the second wave. So okay. they, may, they may open it, we are not sure. Because they say that you know we need to get ready for the third wave, and uh, there are a few people got affected with a new variety of virus or something is going on. We do not know. Okay. Um, so pray that you no, know, the situation will be uh, uh, no will be better. Okay. Um, but we you know trusting God, and uh, we keep doing what we are doing uh, through Google Meets. All our meetings are uh, happening as usual, except uh, uh, no personal contacts so mm -hmm. keep praying and uh, now almost all of them are attending our uh, online service uh, usually when we have online service last time we did not have uh, much attendance but this time almost all of them are attending and they also long to see each other so pray for that sure and, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah then pray for okay. our leadership uh, development that's one thing that we really uh, uh, really care about it because most uh, many years we did not have leaders who take care of our ministries. Uh, since many students who are studying in ACA used to uh, attend our church, they used to take uh, care of most of the ministries, helping in most of the ministries. Uh, but uh, last uh, uh, two years, we are very much concerned that you know, our church uh, people should be developed to take care of those ministries. So now mm -hmm. we are working on developing leaders. So pray for that. Um, pray for our family members, those who did not know the Lord. Especially pray for my brother-in-law. He is admitted to the hospital. Um, his oxygen saturation level is a little low, so mm -hmm. it is a real concern for them. And uh, we all of us are praying. We pray. You no, know, we are really expecting God will do a miracle, and it will be a uh, way in which we can share the gospel with them, and they will come to know the Lord. And pray for their family. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was writing those things down. Yeah, that's good. Well, let me let me pray for us. Yeah. So Lord, thanks for our time together. 
today with Augustine and just thank you very much for for the way you've you've led through his life um saving him as a teenager and just giving him a passion for people uh, bringing him uh, to uh, meet uh, them and and giving them the three girls and and just a heart for ministry and and then um you know, going there to ACA and then partnering him with Saji and Hanson. Just thank you very, very much for your your leading and your divine guidance um, in his life to 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 live your life in and through him to use him the way that you you are now in the church there. Um, just pray for all the discipleship that's going on as uh, he and Rathenum meet with families and meet with uh, various people. To, to teach them and to um, see them grow in their faith, grow in the grace and knowledge of yourself and grow in the knowledge of who you are. We just hold them before you and, and their family before you as well. We pray for the church, pray for the individual people, um, the individual families within the church. We pray that you would um, con just continue to strengthen the church, especially during this time where um, they're in wave, even thinking about possibly a third wave. Um, so they're not able to meet right now as a church, but even in the midst of, of, of this, um, not being able to get together in person, we know that you are the one who builds your church. And so the strengthening of the church is, it's, it's, it's your work and it's your, your responsibility. And you have such a heart for the church that we can't even comprehend it. So God, we just uh, hold that before you to continue to strengthen the church in the midst of not being able to, to meet and see each other in person. And Lord, for unsaved uh, family members, um, we just pray for them as well, and particularly for um, um, Rathenum's uh, brother, uh, brother-in-law, or no, Augustine's brother-in-law, Rathenum's brother. And um, so, Lord, just uh, we pray for him as he's um, as he's sick and not doing well. We just pray for his salvation. We pray for the for the salvation of of all their extended family members on both sides of their family. Yes. That you would you would um, through through this sickness just see their see that they're they're in an impossible situation. You know they can't they can't heal themselves. They can't they can't uh, make themselves better. Uh, but you, you have a love for them that that um, surpasses their understanding, and so spiritually communicate that to them. And so, Lord, just use this to draw them to yourselves, and just just we we pray for the salvation of both of their um, extended families. And Lord, for the leadership development of the church, I know they're spending time with um, you know with 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 church leaders. Um, with elders, with with young men that are going to be future elders, we just uh, pray. As Augustine and Saji and Hanson spend time with with the with the leaders, that these leaders will be growing in in their uh, in their relationship with you. They'll be growing in the knowledge of who you are. That they'll be growing in in the grace and knowledge of who you are. And, and so we just pray for the leadership. Uh, development of the church and so lord just thanks again for for your your faithfulness you know it's 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 the, it's you know as we 
do this podcast. You know, I'm sitting in Winchester, Virginia, and Augustine's sitting over in southern India. But we know that you are, you're with us both, thousands of miles apart, that you're intimately acquainted with all of our ways, um, thousands of miles apart in very different uh, time, uh, time zones that we're in. So thank you, Lord. We are, our thankfulness to you always falls short. Words fall short to just communicate um, who you are and just our gratitude and our thankfulness to you for your work, your work and your divine intervention in our lives. So thanks in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So just for our listeners, what we're going to do, um, this is part one of talking with the leadership team and uh, the pastors at, uh, at Hosor. So today, you know, we had the privilege of visiting with Augustine. And next week, I'm going to visit and, um, and chat some with, uh, with Saji, you know, who we mentioned several times uh, during this podcast. And hopefully, um, after visiting with Saji, we also can visit uh, with Hanson. The, um, and that would, that'll, that'll round out the guys <laughs> in Hosor and um, the, the leadership team that God's put together there in Hosor. So uh, stay tuned for, for part two of what God's doing um, in Hosur and, and, and Southern India. Hey, you are, hey.